welcome everyone to the Boxing Show. I'm your host Russell Chaudhry and can't wait to jump into this podcast episode. So episode number 42 we have a special guest Lindsay Jane Gordon. Lindsay Jane Gordon is empowerment coach who supports single women who struggle with their single status. I help them discover happiness and fulfillment without the engagement ring to create a life they love and then relationship will be icing on top of a life already they love. So in this episode, we'll discuss with Lindsay about dealing with society's expectation to settle down. So don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your podcast and let's dive in. Hi, Lindsay. Thank you so much for coming to our show. I really, really appreciate you taking the time out for our audience. And so how are you today? I'm really good. Thank you. I'm happy it's Friday. Thank you for inviting me along. You're most welcome. You're most welcome. So, yeah, today we're going to talk about which is dealing with the society's expectation to settle down. I know you're really passionate about talking on this topic. But before we get to the, like, I know you're a life coach. So, our audience would love to know, like, how you got started and what you used to do before being a life coach. Um, so yeah, I've so just recently full time gone into sort of life coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, I was working in a in a finance compliance position. I was doing that for about seven years, seven or eight years of um, yeah. doing that sort of working with uh, regulators, and it was something that I kind of fell into. I never really did, I had a law degree, you know, yeah. I sort of followed the motions. You know, you go to school, you get you go to college, you go to university, and um, I actually took a very kind of not normal approach. I took mm-hmm. a five-year gap year, technically, sort of traveling around. So my life looked very different to most of my friends anyway yeah. from, from an early start. So I ended up tra- doing a lot of traveling and working abroad and then so working in London. Um, so I got my first job in a bank in London, was there for three years, and then I got an internal transfer to go to Singapore. So right. I've just returned, coming back from Singapore for four years, Um where I was working in uh, financial compliance as well as sort of part-time coaching on the side and I think for me that the big sort of change I think for a lot of people was the pandemic and having that chance to really slow down and think what am I doing we're so used to running at 100 miles an hour Mm -hmm. you know just planning the next weekend the planning the next trip I think by the 5th of January 2020 I'd had all my annual leave planned for the year already you know just running and going and not really looking where I was really yeah just how long as I was progressing and ticking things off I was moving and so that was fine and the pandemic really caused me to really sort of slow down and at the very beginning I realized that my job wasn't fulfilling me you know it's sort of the bigger picture looking at my values and what was important to me and did I think I was making a difference and for me, I realized that making a difference, making an impact is a big value of mine. And in my particular job, I didn't feel like I was making that impact. Yeah. So, yeah, I picked, started doing my qualifications at the beginning of 2020. So I've been doing it for about 18 months, 18 months now. Yeah, since, so, since the pandemic. Um, so are you doing sometimes full, full time, right? You're doing yes, coaching? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, I quit my compliance job in uh, July. Yeah, this year. And then moved back this to year. the UK. I'm in the UK now okay yeah that's interesting like I want to know more about like going back to past uh where you had a law degree so what made you get into law then you didn't pursue like a career wise what yeah so I went to university I graduated 
2008. So obviously that was a prime time to be graduating in the peak recession um, at that time. But originally I went into law thinking it was money driven, to be honest. Um, I think growing up in a family where very working class family and it's a very dramatic analogy but it's like if you don't have money like you're going to die you know that that pressure to be like you need money in life to do well to succeed like you need money and you know we do need money to survive I think that importance of earning money was big and so I chose my you know you you choose your university subjects when you're 16 you know when you're applying to go to uni so it was just all ideally it was like that job's going to earn me a good wage and I was academic I was getting the grades Mm-hmm. was interested in law it seemed to make sense to me I'm very much a English person yeah. like maths and numbers aren't my thing and sort of and you know I did well you know I got my got went to university and got my two on so it just I think I was just following those steps and paths I think is expected of you at, at that age yeah it, just so like a society isn't it? like a, being a doctor a lawyer or engineer when when yeah. you're like starting out your career like these three things you need to be doing so yes it wasn't, it wasn't pressure from my parents yeah. it wasn't necessarily my parents they haven't got that pressure I'm lucky I haven't got that pressure of yeah. you must be this or you have to do that I'm um, also they're fully supportive of what I'm doing now mm. um but yeah it's just that expectation to you know well if you're academic then you can get a good job and you can earn good money yeah yeah like uh, you mentioned it as well like you love to travel so you've been traveling for four or five years right I've technically lived abroad, I think, for over the past 10 years. So after I graduated, um, obviously it's peak recession and I got a small job in a personal injury firm. And yeah. uh, during that time, I sort of realised that, oh, wow. And it's, I think the term now is called like ambulance chasing. I think people, yeah. you know, no win, no fee. And it wasn't the best type of law for me to go into, which kind of put me off. Um, and then, yeah, and then I thought, okay, I met all these people at university and they've been doing this thing called a gap year. I mean, I'm from the yeah. southwest of England, so not many friends have done that. So I planned to do three months traveling and that was it. Um, but then I ended up going on a ski holiday for the first time and thought, oh, I'll do a ski season just to make it a full gap year. Yeah. And then that turned into four ski seasons and summer seasons and then traveling in between. So I said, did a lot of Australia, New Zealand, uh, Southeast Asia um twice uh india right. yeah so i kind of in between all the seasonal work sort of saved up money to, to do a lot of my traveling and then living across i think six countries in 10 years so wow. yeah my life wasn't wasn't very mainstream after graduating it was very looked very different from yeah. an early age really yeah it's a great experience isn't it like um living in a different different country how was that experience was for you is it challenging or like uh you okay with it I think it's sort of being away from home I got used to not being homesick because I was in Singapore was a very I mean English is the first language in Singapore but some right. people don't know that and it's a very like Asia light you know it's not yeah. it's very uh multicultural obviously it's very western over there as well um I think living in say France Austria Switzerland um and sort of living in countries where you don't speak the first language and my language yeah. skills weren't fantastic because my client my guests were mainly English so yeah it is it is sort of sometimes can be quite isolating and you'll feel feeling like the minority sometimes but yeah. it's, say it's a great it's a great experience it definitely makes you stronger as a person you know I've traveled by myself and 
sort of going I'm going on a trip next week and I'm spending two nights by myself with my friends join mm-hmm. me and I'm really excited about spending those two nights and experiencing yeah. Paris by myself so yeah so are you planning to move any other country or like uh, settling down? At the down? moment, no. My friends keep asking me this because they just know me as I've never been in the country. I've been, I've, I think I was in London for three years and that's been it mm-hmm. for the, since in the past decade. But yeah, at the moment, it's the UK for me. Um, to be based anyway, but obviously with life coaching yeah. and working remotely, you can kind of work where you want to work at the moment. So it's much more flexible. Yeah, definitely. So let's get to the topic, like uh, which we're really passionate about, which is dealing with society's expectation to settling down. So, yes. what do you actually mean by that? Can you explain it a bit more to our audience? So, we. Um, I think I think sort of the way of understanding it, it's just so it's when we're sort of scroll when you're scrolling through social media, um, you know that feeling you get like when people are celebrating like engagement rings and marriages yeah. and. Yeah new houses and say so having babies it's just these they're very heavily celebrated in society and mm-hmm. sort of the small other things if you do things that are not on that path it's not that they're celebrated it's just on a much smaller scale you know the, yeah. these are that the big milestones in life that you need to sort of be ticking off and if you're not doing that you feel like you're failing or you're doing something wrong you feel like you're going off past or you yeah. need to get stage one like get that relationship okay tick then you can do marriage so it feels like sometimes we're not succeeding we're not being able to sort of start our life until we can get this first rung of the ladder and I think I was watching I don't know if you've, anyone else watches but it was Bridgerton the period drama that was on Netflix at the beginning of this year and even right. though it was set 200 years ago in Georgian England it was a big there's a lot of references in there about you know the pressure of girls to get married and if yeah. they're not chosen then they're a spinster it's you know their value is all about whether they're chosen by a man and I thought wow you know that pressure today even though it's not as extreme it's still pretty embedded in how we look at sometimes women or relationships and being single you know it's like it's a it's a bad thing to be single yeah yeah, that's the interesting thing. And also it's like, uh, give us like a pressurize ourselves, right? So when you're having expectation on other people, like that's that pressurize ourselves, like you're doing certain things. Let's say I started to building a business or trying to be focused on that, but getting into relationship, that's not probably yeah. the right, right thing for you at the time being or not having a child for this period of the time because there is a other chaotic moment but all of your friends having children all of their friends can get married so that kind of situation is affect us right yeah and that's the thing it's like I'm very happy and comfortable in the fact that like my baby at the moment is is my business that is my priority that's mm-hmm. my focus I've got my dog who I love he's great yeah um but yeah it's just it's just being comfortable in say learning to be comfortable in what you're doing and knowing it's just as valid as them turning around and saying you know oh I've had a baby you know or I'm pregnant or I'm engaged it's just and that pressure I think as well from other people that say have you have you met anybody yet are you dating like coming back from Singapore obviously I've I've been I've been long-term single over the past 10 years I've not had a serious relationship and from the older generation I've stopped asking now I think they've given up but it's and they know it's not important to me so have you met anyone yet you're dating or but I know yeah. it doesn't stop there. It's that pressure that once you get a boyfriend, when you're getting engaged, when you're getting married, yeah, I know it's not just, 
yeah. it's not just a single people it's always the constant pressure to be moving to that yeah. next one of the ladder yeah yeah definitely like uh, before I get married it was like when you get married when you go married and then when you're having your first child yeah. now it's like you have your first child now it's like when is the second one going you know it's, it's yeah. always the case and it's for like everyone that when you're buying your house when you're doing something next where your next trip will be where you're going holiday it's always there so if someone's going through that kind of situation then always like a probably friends and family most of the cases they yeah. have the same kind of question obviously outsider wouldn't care like a stranger wouldn't care about where you're doing what and where your yeah. next step is it's mostly like your inner circle like your close friends and family members so how to yes. deal with that So how are you dealing with it at the moment? At the moment I think the first sort of thing is to be finding out what it is you know if you are doing something different like if you do yeah. feel like you're not matching up to society's expectations is to really sort of like look inwards and discover what it is that is your why your passion your fire mm. you know once you I think have that and you're not looking for a house or a relationship or something to give you that it's yeah. cliche but it's all about looking inwards and that's I say with my the 12-week program I have it's all about uncovering your fire to give you that purpose that direction that you that you're craving from that relationship to start then you know walking you know up that ladder yeah. but it's so like when you find your own passion and you have your own purpose and your own why you then stop you know you can put your blinkers on and you you feel less annoyed annoyed or jealous or worried about what everyone to the left or right of you is doing because once you discover that you your confidence and your trust in yourself and your belief will be stronger yeah and also sort of dealing with other people I think a really important thing is to find more of your people who are your cheerleaders who do support you and obviously your family you can't choose your family in the way they think but it's I think understand that you're you know you could argue until forever you know they're not necessarily yeah. going to understand your point of view but i think it's important to reach out and find like whatever it is you know say so if you're single find more single people that understand what you're going through you know or have that pressure you know who who kind of like who not your it's just someone who can understand what you're going through and support your yeah. decisions like if you want to start a business you know i'm surrounding myself with a female entrepreneur society so they understand that it's like whatever it is you're doing on whatever path you've chosen which is not the same as everybody else then to kind of surround yourself more with the people that are supporting you and are you know clapping you and supporting yeah. you yeah that's that's sort of the main sort of two things really is if you are if you're if you're worried yourself or you're not sh- you're comparing yourself to society and are, are worried that you're falling behind mm-hmm. it's about trying to find out let's say looking inwards not outwards for that happiness and fulfillment and then secondly find more people that support you you know that yeah. that's on board with you yeah even though despite all of these things i even though myself i sometimes go through that kind of situation looking uh, a lot of people ask me different different things when you're doing your next thing doing why do you do other things like in a business wise you can do so many things even though you're a life coach yeah. you can do your online one on one coaching or you can do online courses <clears throat> work with your affiliate and things like that but there is a 
something is right for you, right? You probably enjoy doing like a one-on-one, but then you think about when with making money-wise, the courses is much better. You can scale, you can make millions out of it. Yeah. So how, how do you control your mindset during the time? Obviously you mentioned like talk to people who's going through like a similar situation. Even then, like we get affected. Is in comparison, you know, like, oh, she's doing that or he's doing that. Maybe I should be doing that. Is that what you mean? Yeah, it, it's, it's kind yeah. of like that. And even though myself, uh, for example, like I'm doing this business, but there is opportunity doing that, another thing as well. But other people are saying, oh, why do you do multiple things? Why do you do three things? But I'm thinking, well, this is my capacity of doing one thing, right? I'm good at uh, And my focus only can go for one thing. And if I do yeah. like three things, I'm not going to be like a master at it. But again, there is a lot of things people are saying, uh, like friends or family, do three things, do four things, or have like a multiple kids. So, so yes. sometimes like a, even having like a one is fine for you. But for yeah. society is like, why do you have like a one boy, one girl, or like a two boys, two girls, or giving the example for our audience. So how do you have the mindset like, you know, this is the something I really need to be doing. This is my goal. Like I'm fine with the one child or two child. I'm fine with the one business and scale it. I don't want to look around at two, three things. I think again, it's similar sort of say going inwards and sort of slowing down and listening, say, say to that intuition, to that voice, to that gut, to that yeah. gut feeling and knowing what's right for you. And some, you know, there's that trick between what's being scared, fearful, what's your intuition and, and that fine line in between the two but I think it's really important to not forget that voice you know once you uncover mm. that that gut and what's wrong for you right for you there's some you know people could say to me exactly similar like why didn't you do a group course and it's just yeah. everyone's different got their own skills like, I'm someone who likes to sort of really master something before I go on to the next thing you know that's yeah. sort of just the way I am and some people are like multitasking. It's just, I think, knowing yourself and yeah. knowing what you're capable of. And also looking at, okay, what, who is this person that's recommended you to do these things? Like, I work with coaches and business coaches. I work with numerous business coaches. I don't know if you do, but they're the kind of opinion I really appreciate and value. Whereas if it's, say, my dad, who mm. has never done this sort of thing before and he's just heard of this or thinks this, it's like, well... It's not like, oh, of course I know better, but I will take on board their recommendations a little less, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's just careful about, well, hang on a minute, not who are you to tell me this, you can take it on board, but how much you let it sink in and impact you about what you should and shouldn't be doing, I think, again, trust your gut and also have that mentor or coach or someone that you're looking up to and following from experience and following from advice. Um, that from, I suppose that's from a business perspective, but again, from 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 having children, for getting married, for yeah. getting engaged, for being single, you know, it's just it's are like you a, happy? It's like a getting a, uh, advice from a right place, right? So yeah. if you want to have the children, ask like who already got children, and ask them like how easy or difficult it is. If yeah. you want to build a business, ask the business person. Like if you're a life coach, ask another life coach how they are actually doing it, or what is the best way, right? Yeah. Figuring this yeah, exactly. Out. It's to yeah. say it's a good say just always remember who's giving you advice and yeah and ask them questions back again you know sort of like well, why do you think I should do this you know and they might, and might not be very substantiated you know it's like wh mm -hmm. where is 
where has this advice come from? And so going back to say that that's that expectations to say to settle down, to get married yeah. and everything yeah. else. It's just, you know, if you if maybe ask them, you know, well, okay, why did you choose to have children? And some people just know, you know, like, oh, I've always wanted to have children. And I think it's yeah. valid to say, yeah. like for me now, I'm 34 and I don't have any maternal instincts apart from like my dog, who is my baby, my first child. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I want children. I don't have that gut. For me, having children is very much a head, a head decision right now. It's not yeah. a heart or yeah. a gut decision. And we'll see what happens. I never say never, but yeah. for me, some women turn around and say, I've always wanted children. But how many people might have children because oh, well, you have to? But it's like, yeah. what, why do you have to? You know, some people don't have any reasons as to why. So, yeah, you've got I mean, choices. Not, isn't it? not being not being aggressive about it, but I think it's fair enough to ask questions and say, yeah. well, why do I have to have children? Or, you know, my sister says to me, oh, we have to have children. I'm like, why? She's like, oh, you're <laughs> going to be lonely when you're old. I'm like, my children can move to Australia and leave me all by myself. Yeah. You know, it's not a reason to have children. So, but again, it's having these discussions with the right people who are going to be open-minded sort of to have that and some people you just can't win with so yeah it's, it's a great way to do that like uh, asking them questions or always like there is no answer or yeah they, they don't know themselves so it's just a society norm like other people are doing why not you doing why are you like uh, doing different than everyone else yeah. that's that's the main problem again and with me like what i try to do is obviously sometime it affects me. So it used to affect me. So for the past three years, what I'm doing is writing down my vision board. So I have my journal, I write it down on my computer. I can see on my phone every single day. So yeah. if anyone asks me like, you need to do this and that, I was like, go back to on my vision board. Like I know what I need to do in five, next five years, I'm doing one business or yeah. next five years, uh, I only want to have like a one child. I don't want to go yeah. for two. I can't focus on that. So it's like having your own thing. Like, is that age I'm going to buy my own house? How many bedrooms needs to be? It doesn't matter what other people are saying, where I need to be. If I'm living in Manchester, I live in Manchester. If I go in London, then moving to London is my own choice. It doesn't really matter, like, uh, where is a good place. I need to find out for myself. So a lot of yeah, people, yeah, like, yeah. my family is all over the UK. Some of them in Scotland, some of them in London, some of them in Luton. So they're like, oh, come from... London, a move to London is better than Manchester. So I'm like a stay in Manchester. But I need to figure out what is good for me. So I always write down everything. What is my life going to look like? My dream life look like? So that way I'm not compromising on the future. So yeah, yeah. if anyone says something, I know it's going to affect me. Then I just go and look back, like what was my vision was. So am I yeah. going, am I just uh, going through their own dream or am I just following my own? So that way yeah, it helps. Yeah, yeah. So do you, how, how do you tell your clients to figure out themselves like a, what step need to be doing in order to stay in the park? That, that's the thing, actually, I think what you brought up, so having a vision board, like you took yeah. some time out to really figure out what it is that you wanted, right? You took that time to think, what is it that I want? You got yeah. clear on what you, you wanted your life to look like and how you wanted to feel and how you wanted to pan out. And sometimes it doesn't have to be, I want to live in this country and have this house and have these yeah. children and it doesn't have to be that specific it's just about more about how you're how you're feeling yeah. you know how you want to feel on a day-to-day -day basis and it could be by the beach it could be you know you could 
just only work in the evenings or something like that you know it's something it's it's getting clear on what it is you want and I say a lot of the stuff for the clients often they know the areas of the life that they aren't happy with and that yeah. they're not content with but they don't really know what it is that they do want or what is going to make them happy so so the first pillar of the coaching program I have is all about finding out what it is that lights you up what it is that you want to do how are you not happy okay well mm-hmm. what part what how do you think you can improve this and often it's going to be things like, oh, well, if I have a boyfriend, okay, but then why do you want a boyfriend? Yeah. Because I want to be, don't want to be lonely. Okay, well, I, what, why do you think, how do you think you're lonely? How could you get, be less lonely without a boyfriend? You know, like, can you sort of get more friends or can you interact more with your family? Or it's just, it's what you keep asking why and not sometimes you think you think you want yeah. and that relationship yeah. or that house isn't necessarily, there's not the only way of, fulfilling these these desires so as you said like with with your vision board it's really important to get clear and intentional about what you want and then once you, you know and, and this should excite you like once okay. I'm sure once you did your vision board you got really excited and passionate about pursuing these things and then that gives you the confidence then to stop worrying about what everyone else is doing and keeping on your own path yeah that's and not worrying about that you really and help. you can change I mean I don't know if your vision board my vision board tends to change quite a lot you know within sort of six months and that's okay but I think it's just about making sure that it is aligned with how you're feeling and what's important to you Mm. and to you right now yes life is like uh, unpredictable anyway like a covid and everything why it made you move from Singapore to here Um, exactly like you had like a different plan probably in 2019 and change on 2020 so even though with my business-wise and everything, we used to have like a big office and everything. And right now, we decided not to have office anymore. We just uh, work from home. It's uh, worked well in last year. So our productivity yeah. increased and everything. So we went for a different path. So same way, like things are changing. Uh, before it was like uh, having a small house would be fine. But right now, we need a bigger house because of we work from home. We need office space, studios, and things like that. So things change and we have to adapt with the current situation. And exactly. little bit changes here and there is totally fine. It doesn't really have to be like the where by road, you have to be exact same way the life going to be. It's not. Sometimes yeah. that death could be happening when you have friends and family members, the trauma you're going through or illness and everything. So you're gonna be off track with your vision and your life. So yeah, making an adjustment is, it's, it's totally fine that's the thing I think having at the core again I call it like the north star as long as you've got yeah. that big north star that you're heading towards if you have to do this a few times or go yeah. around that's that's totally normal so um yeah don't get stuck on the fact that your life only has to look like that like even yeah. once you've discovered and the, and the thing see people's expectations you know so if you want children and you're struggling to get pregnant you know it's just there's other ways of still becoming a family and again it's not this or you know taking other routes and I think it's just whatever stage you're at you know these expectations if you're single mm. if you're you know climbing these these ladders or whatever rung you're on it's yeah. okay to to go sideways or you know go the long way I think yeah and being being nice to being compassionate to yourself and being kind to yourself and trust and trust trusting I think just just trust that you yeah. know if you want something yeah. enough um it will happen yeah like you mentioned like in a pregnant wise uh 
recently we've been through the same kind of situation with the friends we know like uh, they've been probably try, trying for five years to have a, their first child and it's not happening and they're totally fine with it. their relationship is fine it's not like yeah. they having an issue but it's about the society every time they visit their parents visit their family members is like when you're having your child why is not happening and everything that made them a proper depressed and yeah. affected on their relationship is so bad it, their center point was like having a child but even though they forgot like why they got together in the first place it wasn't like a, for a child it's about the two person got together because of the love they have or even though they were married but because yeah. of the society pressure it tends to like uh, ruin the whole good relationship you had yeah and that's, that's like a really, really sad to see um we, we do actually see it like so how how do you even stop that kind of situation like you can't stop your family members to tell them like a show up or you're going to ruin the relationship as well and at the same time it's going to be affecting you because you know there is something is not right for you uh it's, it's not happening so it's going to be affecting you on all the time like with those who can't have a child and seeing other people having a child probably their friends circle they're going to be upset and feeling the bad about it as well. I think it's something now it's still quite a taboo subject in terms of talking yeah. about miscarriages and sort of my friends now, you know, it's still very much no one wants to say anything. It's a very sensitive topic. And, mm -hmm. you know, you don't want to say, and now it's very much like, we don't want to say oh, when you're having a baby, I think people are generally much more mindful yeah. about coming out with these or when's your next child or when are you going to have a, have a baby? Because I think people are more aware. It is much more socially aware now that there are problems yeah. with conceiving. But I think those, those close family members that are closest to you, I think it's, you know, if, if, they, if you are that close to them, it's, it's about, about being open and trusting them, you know? And I think if they, if they realise, because sometimes we assume people feel a certain way, and if you tell them, like, actually, you know, we are trying, so not back off, obviously, you know, a bit not just like that. But I think just sort of being open and brave to, to communicate, you know, communicate yeah. what's happening with those who are closest to you um, is, is something. And I think you'd be surprised, again, with certain friends, sort of, I assume they think certain ways and I don't speak up. Yeah. But I think it's, you know, if something is really hurting you and it is, affecting you sort of to communicate and be open like we are trying but we're struggling and I'm sure that other person who is close to you is you know going to be really sorry you know and it's it's just you can't assume people know everything you know I think with a lot of things with communication we assume people realize things and they don't that's that's all levels of communication not just with sensitive topics like this yeah absolutely I totally agree with that because uh, well I was me and my wife, we both got married in 2018. Like after first year of being married, like everyone started talking, like when they're having our child and everything. And beginning of when we got married, I spoke to my wife. And look, whatever happens, well, people are going to say something. And like before we got married, when you get married and everything. The next thing will be like when you're having our child. So we have to keep in mind, what do you want? Are we getting married to have a child or just for the sake of this relationship? For the sake of this relationship, ignore the whole noise. People are going to say something and do something, just ignore it. Just let go over your head. No, it's going to affect you. And I mentally try to be strong with it. Whatever happens, we're going to happen. We're going to try and just leave it to God or wherever the yeah. power we believe in. And whatever happens, this happens. And then we have to have a, like a plan out. What do we need for our life? 
and everything else is comes family friends whoever they ask just all right just tell them like we're trying or just make a, pr a prayer for us and that's yeah. it if anyone's trying to be negative why do you try this why do you do this just ignore it don't even talk to them for a few days just, just ignore it for a few days and they're going to realize like they're not happy with that because you have to take some action as well at the same time it's just not like it going over your head you need to tell them like just stop enough is enough first one or yeah. two times if you ignore it uh, inside you that makes sense but if someone says 10 20 times 30 times every time this is you the same topic comes over and over we need to like uh, i'm not comfortable talking about it anymore and just have a full stop in there so taking uh, like a control over yourself is most important i can i think yeah yeah so it's that kind of say that say within coaching you know that word boundaries you know it's just yeah. you can't be please everybody you can't be nice to everybody to forsake yourself and how you're feeling so it's just to say again getting clear on how you want to feel the people that you mm. want in your life and obviously family you can't just well some people do obviously don't speak to certain family it's harder than others but yeah just to say just to say look i'm this is this is what i want and i appreciate it if you would stop asking me now or this is the situation we are trying but can you can you stop asking you know because yeah. it makes me yeah. feel x yes some people are different than others some people are understanding if you just explain yeah. to them that way they would understand it some people is never going to understand it even exactly. though you just said that like a back off a little bit they're going to come back in 10 minutes and going to start saying the same thing again and I had experience it many, many times, especially with the like Asian culture. Yes. We find out like uh, if you are younger, then you're stupid. You don't know nothing about life. Uh, and if I'm five years, 10 years older than you, I know everything in this life. So that yeah. kind of situation is happening with us. So we have to be sometimes take a stand for ourselves. I know it's, it's not easy thing. Like it's saying, saying is easier than it's get done. Like, are we going to ignore you? But it didn't really happen. Actually, a human being, so we have the emotion. We take it inside us. So that's why sometimes when you need to speak of a thing, we need to speak of. Yeah, and that's the thing. So if you have people like this in your life, that's when you need to balance out and find the people that yeah. are going to be supportive and someone who you can rely on and lean on as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. great. So we take running out our time. So yeah, if you want to give our some advice to our audience who's those listening on to the topic will be like here yeah, in a few minutes yeah and that's the thing I think so my, my sort of like niche is sort of working with sort of like single women or say single people um mm. and so my, my my top advice would be to really go it's, it's cliche but to look inwards really sort of slow down uncover what it is that what's really important to you what is it, you know, and trying to uncover those old passions as well. I think a lot of us in like modern day, we forget what we do for fun. What is it that, you know, you feel yeah. once you, it's like, it's like a fire. It's that gut feeling, whether it's a debate topic, whether it's, you know, horse riding or whatever, it's really uncovering what it is that you're passionate about. And it doesn't mean you have to like quit your job and pursue that. It's just about uncovering what lights you up what yeah. really makes yeah. you passionate and then how to get more of it in your life and feeling good and then once you know and once you've uncovered what it is you want from your life from your life you're not going to you're going to stop worrying one what everyone else is doing and that comparison mindset I mean not forever I mean everyone has days when they look at each other yeah. and that you compare yourself to people but that strong inner voice will 
will be aware and sort of shut it down quicker. And also the fact that you, you rather than looking at everyone else for inspiration, you know, sometimes I think we look at other people because we don't know what we want. We don't have that direction. We don't know what we're looking at. So yeah. again, once you've uncovered what your direction is, what your path is, you're going to have, you're going to stop looking at other people for that guidance as well. Um, and say, so once you know what you want, you'll have that automatic confidence and motivation and excitement to, to go and get it. And so that's with, I say, if you're, say, if you're single or I said, like you said yourself, you know, there's a pressure of, do I have more than one child or sort of business pressures? It's just, there's always going to be expectations for other people. Yeah. So really get clear on what it is that you want and what makes you happy and, and stick to that. You know, you, you find out, say, that North Star that you want and then, and then just keep following it. However, the direction takes you. You'll, you'll have that goal and that purpose. Yeah, thank you so much for the advice. Uh, I hope everyone take it in action. So <laughs> like uh, those who's listening wants to work with you or learn more about you, how they can find you. Yep, so um, working with me as a, as a one, 12 week one-to-one program, it's, it's called Restart. It's, it's mainly for single women who are say, looking um, at their friends, thinking, oh, what, you know, when am I gonna start my life? Yeah. why can't I be happy I, all I want is a relationship like I don't feel good enough I'm failing um and say so I help them find their like their passion you know uncovering their like limiting beliefs and you know uncovering their value you know, and things that can about bringing them more aware and living more consciously rather than say looking at what everyone else is doing on the outside yeah. um and other ways of working with um you can find my instagram it is lindsay jane gordon underscore it's like all one word that's mainly where i'm most active and i've also recently launched a facebook group it's called single single girl socials which is all about uniting single women so as i talked earlier it's like if you are the only single girl and you want more sort of camaraderie people that can relate to dating today um and also people to hang out with at weekends you know people that who yeah. are more available then yeah it's a global community and that's on facebook as well so you just have to search that but um and my web- website is just lindsayjanegordon.com as well all right thank you so much lindsay yeah. for taking the time out or sharing your knowledge with our audience thank i really you appreciate so much that for having me. thank you so much you're most welcome i hope you have thank a you. wonderful day and yes and i yourself. wish you good luck with your weekend. career you too. thank you and you that's a wrap, guys. So thanks for listening to this episode. I'll talk to you in our next episode. Till then, take care, stay safe, stay healthy. Take care.